So, um, so you're using the Yeti, Chuck? Uh, yes. Uh, in editing the audio, did you find it any better? I mean, your location is better in general than mine is. I the only change I had to make, I just had to bring my audio down more. This mm-hmm. this mic picks up audio well. Yeah, I think but you sound I, good. I know we talked about it. We've all. It's not like, even near me. It's yeah. Well, uh, I honestly very helpful. I, I want one that's going to put oh, okay. a bubble in front of my face, <laughs> and that's the only audio it picks up. Well, again, I th- did, were you? I I can never keep track of who's here and who's not here, but. We're all here. Well, no, like when we have discussions, <laughs> uh, you're welcome to come get these mics if we want to buy uh, DAX for with pa- uh, Patreon money. Like, I, I feel like we're trying to solve a problem that we don't buy have DAC, to. DAC, what do you mean? A USB XLR interface so that you can use a real microphone, a digital audio converter. It takes an analog microphone okay. next to digital. Yeah, because like, like the mic I had was basically a, a XLR that went down to a headphone jack. And I'm sure that's what well, went, saying, you, went bad. There's a reason why we bought these. They're hypercardioid. Yeah. So I'm just saying I'm happy to give you your mics and the stands. Yeah, I honestly, yeah. I just want the easiest solution. If it's buying a hundred dollar mic, you know, and having it here, because that's the thing is like, I don't, I don't want to take the mic from the studio because in the future, you know, maybe who you ends up being just, all right, we're all home, log on and we can do the show. You know, you can always buy you a new microphone too if i mean yeah down when well if life just, turns returns to normal then we can buy I mean, a second listen microphone. To, yeah but listen i mean us this, listen to us talk i'll use this yeah. yeti and if you like how it sounds or whatever yeah I, I just like i know i like unfortunately we're just we're committed to this lifestyle for a long fucking time yeah. at least six you know? more months yeah and i just don't like the sound of the snowball i got it on an amazon sale at some point and you know it's it's basically a better speakerphone you know, and I know that you guys hear, hear all anybody walks out of the room, it picks up all their sound. Well, because really, what I'd like is like Jen is in the office right now because she doesn't want to come out because she doesn't want to make sound. And you know, like when she's watching TV, I know it's picked it up and all that. So it's like I'd rather have something that's like, all right, here we go. All it's picking up is my audio. Well, that's why I'm suggesting the deck because I mean, I will. I mean, Chuck's still in a closed room, but like when his dog was shaking and stuff, I could hear it just as well as I could on the snowball. I mean, it's still picking up a wider on the area. Yeti? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so okay. I'm just saying like, this Doesn't is the, this is the mic like for not picking up outside noises. So yeah. Doesn't the Yeti have two switches or not two switches? Doesn't it have a switch between modes? It has four modes. Okay. And, and I'm you sure you're on the, the modes. I'm okay. on the, Hey, this is for podcasters. Okay. Mm. Hey guy. You get cast podcast. Mode. Use yeah. this mode. It looks like a butt. I, I just think that like most <laughs> USB like podcast or streaming microphones are kind of garbage until you get up to like the podcaster. But but that's like a two hundred fifty dollar mic. And the it's like, Procaster. Yeah. But, yeah. The yeah, road. The, the road thing. So I mean, but it's like, and at that point, it's like just buy an eighty dollar DAC. You've already got a nice microphone here. You're there. Yeah. You know, and you're and it's probably still going to sound better than even the the. the wow the roadcaster or whatever it is. I'll podcaster. admit, I don't know shit about this. So if you think that's the best solution, then I'm, you know, yeah. I'll go ahead and order that. Yeah. But I just, I don't like, I need to get you the, uh, the uh, amp, the preamp back, you know, and the monitor back because it's like, whenever we can go back to that, I don't want to fuck up that setup. 
I want to have something here that I can just set up quick and well, I don't, we can go. With I don't need the monitor back. With. We're not doing let's lays anymore. Um, and yeah. the, I mean, and the, and the preamp, I mean, fuck those things are like 30 bucks. So, I mean, if you want to mm. keep it, I'm saying like they're real cheap and I'm just saying, if you want like a home studio and still have this, we that's why we have Patreon money. Like, yeah, I mean, no. I'm just yeah, saying. I that, would like to use some, but yeah. I'll obviously run it by you guys, whatever. Well, or yeah, maybe I mean, Harlow, if if you know what you think should be ordered, I'll you well, know I'll go probably ahead and order about it. And we can reimburse it. too. I think he's probably right about them as well when he was investigating the streaming stuff. So yeah. I mean, he likes because I know water. you gave me a huge list, BJ, and I was like, I don't even know what to, <laughs> I don't know how to sort through any of this. Like, I know there's condenser mics, and that's what gave us all the echo way back when, but that doesn't really matter when it's only one person and all that shit. I mean, anything, oh, yeah. anything Behringer is cheap and and fairly decent quality. I mean, that's what I like about them, and that's why some of our stuff is. Uh, and that's then, what I'm looking at right yeah, now. Is and the, anything the Behringer ones that are available. Yeah, anything that's anything above that is is obviously better, but costs a lot more. And you know, Behringer is just that kind of sweet spot of quality and cheap. Yeah. All right, but yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll figure it out over the course of the week, and I'll order something. So you got nothing, Harlow? Like literally nothing. Like okay. I'm trying to think. Like no, I mean, we know what BJ's got, unless you got something else in addition to that. I don't have anything in addition to it. Yeah. Let me check Yield Letterbox. I don't think I've watched anything. Yeah, I just I watched the Babysitter movies. We talked about those last week. That's mm-hmm. the last things I watched. Other than a couple of you know random shows on HBO and shit. I think I finally got my late late show Craig first and bug out of my system. <laughs> I watched a lot. Are you sure? Yeah. Did the clip start repeating? No, it wasn't that. Like I, I, I found a better uh, archival site. It's I think it's a the actual official one, but it's weird because like those were nice because they were whole entire episodes minus commercials and clips from you know, hey, let's show a clip. They always cut those out. <laughs> um, so, but it's like weird. It has like a lot of episodes, but then it just kind of stops. And so I watched the very last season it had available, but I think there was like two more. And I watched another clip that was like the entire final week, which was fun because like you know whole show was put on like we don't give a fuck about what we're doing and then they doubly triply didn't give a fuck in the last week when you knew he's leaving so it was just fun because like they introduced like all the people behind the scenes like here's the guys in the horse and here's the guy that does the voice of the robot and yeah, it's like we don't care anymore come on out here get your minute of fame <laughs> uh so many of these are on back order <clears throat> oh yeah yeah that's, that was that's kind of expected the sweet spot is what's the thing that's in stock that's not all jacked up right now right that's I'm yeah, looking I mean, at yeah. We, I mean, I'll, 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 if you have models to shop around, we can we can go exploring tomorrow. Let's let's light this candle for now. Yeah, let's get moving. I mean, it's I'm saying, I'm saying we can use the PayPal card, so you don't even have to like you know do a reimbursement thing. I could just ship it to your house or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're gonna well, gonna, actually you're gonna have to come here to get the mic anyway, so I'll just ship it here. <laughs> so just take it all. I'm gonna put two links in RIP Slack of my two recommendations, but they're both sold out at those links so okay hmm. yeah there's sweetwater links or amazon links sweetwater links yeah oh sweetwater keep on rolling all right i'm gonna I'm put, just, a, um, put on the internet i'm oh. yeah put us on partial. the internet yeah i'm partial to sweetwater because they send me candy and then call to check up on me mm-hmm. they're yeah. nice they're, they're good people. yeah <clears throat> so they're like your grandmother uh kind of except cool <laughs> 
I've always said your grandma's pretty hot. <laughs> My grandmother refuses to understand the concept of a DVR. Absolutely refuses. <laughs> like at seven o'clock, it's like, I'm going to watch my shows. Like you can watch them whenever. I, no, I'm going to go watch my shows. They're on right now. It's like, okay. <laughs> it It's something she likes to do, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, you could save them up all weekend on Saturday. Listen, you could have a Wheel of Fortune like Jeopardy dogs. super session. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just you saying, need like, to have a set schedule. If this is going to happen at this time, this is going to happen now, and this is going to happen now. Yeah. I was and like, they also need stories. I was like, think of your Saturday where there's five straight hours of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, and then you can take your Saturday oh. bath, and it'll just be quite a day. <laughs> wow. Dude, yeah, but there's stuff on on Saturday that they've got to watch too. Uh, yeah, it's usually just on Game Show Network or TV Land or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, you got to watch uh, Supermarket Sweep. I actually don't oh, think man. TV Land shows like Waltons and Bonanza, so it it must be like oh. a, I don't know, it must be like some secretly funded Christian channel thing, you know, just like what you know, Pure TV or something. Like that. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's Cozy C O Z I. You ever seen that one? No. Yeah. yeah, you ever turn that on and it's like, all right. Here is every like, I'm retired and I need a cell phone. You know, it's like, okay, yes, here's that commercial. <laughs> That's where you get to see the jitterbug commercials. <laughs> yep. All right. I'm going to put us on the line. This, this is this is funny content we should be sharing. I'm retired. Oh, I, I thought we I were online. I, 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 was wait, I was waiting for confirmation that we didn't have anything else to say. But... Go online. Internet. <laughs> Are we online yet? <laughs> we should be. Are we online? That's Chuck's job. <laughs> Chuck's the one that's supposed to go. Are we online yet? Internet. Are we recording? I'm uh, going to. Re- I am recording. I want the I'm thumbnail to be now. me doing this. <laughs> it's Usually, not. the thumbnail is me going like. I want it to be like, yeah, smash the like button. Harlow and I lucked into it last week because we were both making the inadvertent shocked face. <laughs> oh, you were making YouTube face, <laughs> and I was like, oh wow, great. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna start. <laughs> I, I should start. What What is the timestamp? Like, how far in? It used to be halfway, but then it, it grabs stopped like that. the first actual frame at this point. Oh, really? Yeah. So we just need to start live streams going. And we'll get all the hits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are those? You can, <laughs> make that you can look at it in the Discord. It, <laughs> Mackie and I are just bored to tears. Really? See? Damn it. I, I know. I know. It's you lame. Suck. Yeah. I'm looking at it. I'm like. <laughs> and then lame. elders react to movies. Mm-hmm. I give it two thumbs up for my friends. I wrote this review on my jitterbug. I need a cell phone. I called the nice jitterbug man and he tweeted it for me. He wasn't dead. He ate at a restaurant. What time does the cell phone commercial come on? I have to watch it. What time's the Banffcast on? What channel are you on? <laughs> we throw their schedule off. It's like nine oh five. Yeah, TV is has this suck a it. super station. <laughs> We're on channel sixty nine. Suck it, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> They're calling up TBS, asking when the Bamfcast is going to come on. Yeah. If there's something wrong with their television. Yeah. Did America's team run long? <laughs> Just to prove that I, I, you know, as much as I try to be a better person, I'm still an immature little bitch. It's like I literally woke up this morning for you know, like. If I ever feel like any slight variation, like it's hotter or colder in the room when I first wake up, I'm I, the first thing I do is like, you know, talk to the Google lady and, and ask what the weather. And I, I'm not even, I, I haven't even like peeled the covers off me yet. I'm just like, it feels kind of chilly. You know, da, 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 what's the weather? And she goes, right now it's 69 degrees. And I'm just laying there. I went, nice. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, 
fucking idiot. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's you. Yeah, I was like, I shouldn't yeah. do this. Like, first thing in the fucking morning. Nice. You're an idiot. I am an idiot. God damn yeah. idiot. Good job, you <laughs> fucking I'm a idiot. fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> Uh, I have retweeted our tweet. Oh, yeah, there's a tweet. Oh, shit. You're welcome. Is there a tweet? Man, this bourbon's hitting fast. We've been talking for too long. Nice. Um, I should probably go first. (laughs) Because by the end, I'll be like, I watched some, but fuck it. Hey, I got got my thumbs up in in the thumbnail, so. What? So I got that thumbs up in the in the my thumbs up in the thumbnail. Thumbs up in the thumbnail. The YouTube thing, the preview. I was going right. like, like this. Thumbs nail. Thumbs thumbnail thumbs. Thumbs up nail. Yeah. Who's got two nails? He's this guy. The Lord. <laughs> uh, that was three. <laughs> Three nails is a is a conspiracy. Uh, there are actually only two. Oh, remember when there were only two nails? Harlow's still destroyed. He can't handle it. I still like there was a. I, oh, this is so bad. Back, you know, when I lived in Orlando, there was like the equivalent of the Village Voice. I don't remember what it was called. It was like the free alternative. Oh god, you know, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. And, and the the personal section, like they very clear. There's like you know classifies this much personal ads free and i was like i would call and go and say pontius pilot or no pontius pilot looking for jesus to nail in the men for men section nice yeah, yeah. So was it orlando was, weekly i don't know i think you're right maybe i think you're right but yeah i was just like i, I was wondering if they would print that I, I miss misconnections from the Folio Weekly. Yes. I think they brought it back with Folio 2.0. Really? Yeah, I think Good. they did. Good. It needed to come back. I'll check it. Uh, did we ever find out, was like Root Beer Dave just placing all those personal ads himself? Because that was like too weird. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. I, I, I appreciate that Root Beer Dave unfriended me on Facebook, but kept my wife as a friend. <laughs> That's the most on-brand fucking thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Every time I would pick up the folio, I'd be looking through the misconnections things because it was like, always hilarious. And I was like reading it. I'm like, that's fucking Ruby your day. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I would pick it up. And I, you know, I didn't pick it up all the time. Just every time I did. I was like, that's Knowing what I know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. man is a great fan of fiction. And that's where I'll leave that. Sure. Yeah. I, I I think we've had this discussion already. We have. Yeah. Oh, man. So, what have you guys been up to? Uh, Black Lives Matter, Justice for Brianna, uh, fuck the Louisville Police Department. Holy shit, man. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can say. Holy shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did I miss also, updated I, news? Because I, okay, I, I, whatever. I don't know if I want to get into this. Um, there was only one indictment in the uh, murder of Brianna Taylor, and that was um, one officer who shot the guy the who wall. was outside. 
the and guy just who was like outside blind fired into the house who's the, the charges the were for, yeah the charges were for endangering other people yeah. not yeah. the people who died oh not the person who died. okay so i just saw indictment i was like oh that's must be good but i guess not mm, nope. literally it not. was uh, yeah I, 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 like I, the maximum sentence is five years i didn't have time to maximum. dig any deeper than yeah. that i just like saw a headline yeah. i was like oh, that seems good ish yeah the know. other three officers got a yeah yeah so we need to cure this covid thing so i can move anywhere anywhere like literally anywhere else at this point like new zealand is the prime candidate for obvious reasons because you've got such a good accent yes because i've been working on my accent accent <laughs> Dude, I need to I, see you getting. I off will the have plane. you know, I have seen the movie and both seasons of What We Do in the Shadows. You must let me yeah. in. <laughs> they actually started showing the movie uh, What We Do in the Shadows on FX the other night, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I forgot. Like they, like the he's got the one girl over, and he's talking to her, and she's got kicking the accent so fierce, and it's like, "Ah, oh, this is New Zealand," because I believe it is set in New Zealand. Yeah, I think yeah, so. because uh, because the credit in the beginning says New Zealand Documentary Board, so. But yeah, but no, obviously that would be the first choice because they speak English, kind of English ish. It's, it's like English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like uh, obviously the most beautiful place on the planet, but it's also like New Zealand's like a silence experiment because like we were watching a uh, Sam Neill was narrating a documentary about nature in. New Zealand and it's like yeah the penguins go in the forest to lay their eggs and it's like just this fucking penguin walking around in the goddamn forest it's like no you're a penguin get the fuck out of the forest you're not supposed to be here the bear's gonna eat you while he's shitting yeah but it's it's like some goddamn science experiment I love it and they got hobbits Mm mm-hmm yeah sure why not they got Vikings there right yep maybe sure why not uh, hobbits, dwarves, elves, uh, smog. But oh, yeah, seriously, yes, smog. that would be. No, like, that's in that's like, in L.A. They have smog. <laughs> obviously, I'd have to do the podcast at like seven in the morning there. <laughs> but you could finally be reunited with your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> that was Australia. I'll have you know. Oh, oh sorry. It's not the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's not. No, far away. you no. could go it's an island it. of criminals. <laughs> Tanzania. There goes our Australian fan. Yeah, Australia is my second choice, obviously. But you know, I don't want to like tell. I, I, wanna, I don't want to tell everybody my first choice because they might follow me there. Whisper it. Oh. Tell me now. I'm yeah, curious. Oh, Whisper oh. it on the internet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here goes. Here goes. Here goes. Just tell me. It's Finland. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. And see, I should. I'm fifty percent Finnish. Mm-hmm. I have it in my blood, though. Oh, you're halfway done. Off. I'm yeah. gonna be you're halfway done. I was gonna learn the language, but I was afraid I'd never finish. No, like my dad speaks Finnish, and it is just like guttural. Like it's like uh, next time we see him, we gotta have him do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it, we're never it, seeing gosh. anyone again. Chuck. Like like when he gets around his old like the old Finlanders, like you know, like my my grandfather's friends who are somehow still alive, even though they're like 102 now. You'd be like, oh, no. And you're like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Like, what is, are you speaking? What is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Finnish great. is a really weird language. 
all those Nordic languages are interesting. Well, it's weird because it's like so many syllables are rolled together. So it just, it's, it's strange. Do they do, um, what would that be? Conjunctive words like German do? Like, do they put slam words together to make I, one Honestly, word? I don't know the structure of the language at all. Like, I just, I just know, like I've heard him and my uncle and, you know, my grandfather and like all the, like all speaking with each other. And it's just like, I, man, you guys are, I don't know what's happening here. Is conjunctive a word? I mean, like, as in like any conjunction, yes. putting things together? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, I honestly, I have not researched it enough because like the use, the practical usage of Finnish is basically, I have gone to Finland. <laughs> like that is your practical usage for Finnish. And there's nowhere else that you will ever use that language, unfortunately. So, hmm. but yeah, I hope you like Loot Fisk. Uh, I do. Yeah. Is he related to Carlton Fisk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Finland, not known for their cuisine, known for boiling food a lot. <laughs> they boil a lot of things there. Known, so, known for, I imagine known for preservation of food. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By any means necessary. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of which, got a vacuum sealer. Super excited about that. That's have you big. vacuum sealed anything yet? I have. How about your face? <laughs> then you could go outside <laughs> for about That's two minutes. <laughs> that guy's thinking. Yeah, you could go see like two minutes of a movie. Oh, perfect. I can't wait. <laughs> you get through the trailer. Maybe. You die. Yeah. Yeah. Just think you could finally watch Tenet. I don't think I can. I don't think it's in any theaters here. Oh, is it gone again? It was just renting space. No. Oh. Like, are, are our theaters open? I have, like, like it's been so, like, not they, even a consideration. They did open them. I don't know if they're still open. I don't but... think the, the, the Regal's open, because when I've had to go buy it, it's always empty. But that could just be, it's open and everyone's... No, people it's, aren't smart here. Sorry, never mind. It, I, I was thinking open. for a second. I got emails from all the chains saying they're really? open. Yeah. Every time I've gone by the Regal Avenues, it's completely empty parking lot so yeah fucking stupid man right i don't know what sunray is doing i hope they're doing well though whatever it is yeah i mean at least their plan like they acknowledge like yeah like this is shitty but i think they had been running the uh drive-in stuff even though it wasn't at their location they yeah. had been the organizers and you know the ones running all that so yeah they've run I think there are two or three locations that they use for the drive-in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the people that close the playtime are like, fuck, <laughs> if we just waited yep. a couple more years, yeah. <laughs> we'd stuck it out, done pouring for a little bit. Yeah, Honestly, Jesus, when did they close it? Us. <laughs> it was like 10 years ago, wasn't it? Is it that much? I thought it was only like uh, It was yeah, a maybe. while ago. They've been closed a while. Okay. Time, time's weird now, so I don't know. Yeah, because I moved, I moved out of uh, Westside seven years ago, and it was gone then, so I think it's it's been long enough. I just love well, that like a drive-in movie theater became a porn theater for a while. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking weird. I mean, I know it's out like back in the woods where you can't fucking see it from anywhere, yeah, but still, it's just like porn. Yeah, it's just like giant outdoor God, porn. That would be just the place of legend if you were like twelve years old. Be like, dude, if we sneak through the forest to get there, yeah, be like fucking finding Narnia. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, get to see some Narnia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you open up the cupboard yeah. and it's just penetration. So, yeah. Dead ass land. 
I just want you to know, I'm keeping all of this. The show, whenever it starts, is fine. I don't oh, care. Oh, okay. <laughs> all of this is going into the show, so hey, if I, you want to clap once and let's go, that's fine. But we're 20 minutes no, into the man, broadcast I, at this point. We, have, we haven't done a bonus BS in a long time. That's what I'm saying. All this is going in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just I'm clap for a sync. And is everyone recording? <laughs> yes, oh, I I, I've yeah, been recording, recording for like 25 minutes now. <laughs> Fantastic. It's great. <laughs> I've got... Um, 14 and a half minutes of recordings. Beautiful. So. All right. Let me uh, shut down all my other windows. Are we starting like doing a proper intro? Like start, start proper. Do okay, a proper yeah, intro, okay, I'm, just, I'm still keeping those first that 20 minutes. going into bonus. <laughs> yeah, bonus yeah. BS. Yeah, you Patrons. Off, Welcome to the Bamcast Variety Hour. Hey, Bamcast Variety Hour, episode twenty-two. Twenty-two. Deuce. Deuce. Hashtag. I didn't look it up. I just tried to remember. Uh, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. I'll take it down a notch. I don't know why that was so excited. Hey, (laughs) dude. Yeah, we've been talking for like half an hour, talking smack. Yeah. Uh, well, so yeah, to go. I don't know why you'd be joining us now, but just in case, we, you know, this is our variety hour non-standard podcast where we talk about whatever. It's like an extended second half, but it can be whatever. We we are free to go off topic here, and we probably will mm-hmm. at some point during this episode. Maybe because I know of the future and also the past. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So well then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we non-linear editing. We, uh, we, we 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 talked about some shit before we officially started. That might be in the episode. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Might be. Might be. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so should we talk about actual movies? Sure. I or shows or whatever. Almost why we're here. I decided yeah. to pull eh. a BJ and I didn't. I didn't watch anything this week. So wow. But hey, BJ th- watched is, things. So you know that's it's crazy. This is a very special episode in that case because <laughs> it's, it's like it's, wait, Harlow didn't watch anything. I did not. Harlow didn't watch anything, and I went on a a bender, a bender. Yeah, I went on a a, a focused bender of a specific director. So I feel like, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like it's the weirdest timeline now officially. <laughs> well, I've seen all these movies uh, a multitude of times, so I will be able to chime in. But no, I've not yeah. watched anything new or exciting or mm-hmm. at all, really. I think I probably watched the newest thing, and okay. uh, Chuck will be happy to hear. That once again, I saw something depressing and documentary-ish on no. Netflix. <laughs> uh, we watched The Social Dilemma, which is uh, interviews with the, like uh, people who invented a lot of social media stuff. Uh, the guy who invented the like button was one of the interviewees. Uh, like CEO of Pinterest, all these... All these people who are basically like, yeah, we created, uh, we created the monster, and we're Frankenstein, and yeah, we're all fucked. So enjoy. And I'll say this: it's it is a unique documentary in that there's all these interviews with these tech people who are like, yeah, we kind of super fucked up, and when we built the algorithms, we didn't realize that they were basically 
going to actually alter human behavior, <laughs> which they did. And they all acknowledge that. And they're like, yeah, fuck. And uh, I couldn't handle that. So I quit. And <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of that stuff, but it's also intercut with footage of basically uh, the son from Righteous Gemstones and uh, the girl from Moonrise Kingdom as a family that like has all these social media interactions. So it's like they've There's filmed like a dramatization. Of... Yes. They film these segments where it's like, you know, this one kid, they're like, Oh, he's, his the little sister. They, they put all the phones in a, this box that they bought on shark tank that has a timer. And then when the timer goes up, you can take everything out of the box. And like the youngest daughter literally smashes the box with a hammer to get her phone out. And it breaks kid from righteous gemstones phone. And they're like, Oh, well, if you can stay off social media and not use your phone for a week, we'll buy you a new screen. And then it becomes a case of like, Oh, well, there's Pete Campbell from Mad Men, who is the different AIs that are determining how to get his attention to get him to use the phone. And they're panicking because he hasn't used the phone in two days. And it's just it's weird because it's like you have these really good interviews with these people who are like, yeah, man, we fucked up. Like, like I was very I was like super into all of these all these Dr. Frankenstein's talking about their monster rampaging through the, you know, through society and then they're like, no, let's go back to this guy, like learning about the, uh, you know, the, the extreme center because YouTube videos found out that, oh, well, flat earth theory. And then they started pushing all of the other stuff towards him. And actually, invent they talked to the guy who invented the YouTube algorithm where he basically said, like, it picked up on like one little unique quirky thing about you. And that became it would be like, all right, well, let's push that. And that, and that, and he's like, yeah, I couldn't stop it. <laughs> and it just kind of became like, it would focus on that one thing. Like me, every time I log into YouTube within my first three videos will be something dark souls related without fail. I have not watched a dark souls video in probably four years. And yet I will still get dark souls videos every single time I log into YouTube. And that's kind of what he's saying is like, well, problem is somebody watched, uh, what is it? Loose change, spare change, whatever the fuck that 9-11 yeah. thing was years ago. Yep. Like somebody watched it years ago because, uh, you know, a friend of a friend was like, man, you got to check this out. Trust me, steel beams, jet fuel, etc." You know, and so they watched it. And then suddenly like now YouTube's like, huh, how about flat earth? Yeah. Oh, they didn't pick it up that time. How about now? Now, you know, and it's like, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of us already know that it's basically like, yeah, you're, it's going to polarize everything that you get until you're at a point where you don't like, all you can think about is these other people are idiots. They have no common sense. How can they not understand that they're fucked in the head? You know, like, and it's, it does a good job of balancing itself and not being like, no, listen, all the right-wingers are crazy fucks, you know, or like all the left-wingers are fucking liberal fucktards, you know, like they don't do any of that because like the videos he watches are for the extreme center. It's like the, you know, the the, the polarizing thing that these guys are, are, are throwing at Righteous Gemstones kid are like, yeah, man, everything's fucked. So the system's done. Join the extreme center, you know, and it's like, okay, like we get it. You don't want to show that you're biased towards any side because then somebody will just shut it straight off. But... 
it's just tough watching and like seeing these guys who are basically like, yeah, like we altered human behavior. Like I will not let my kids have a phone. Uh, like I, I still, I'm fighting it. And, and one guy was like, yeah, I, uh, I think it was the guy who, he was the, uh, the head of monetization for Facebook before he left to become Pinterest CEO. And he's basically, yeah, like, but he's like, listen, man, like I am totally, I know, I know what I did. Like, like I fucked everything. And he's like, and I would, I was addicted to my phone. Like I was not spending time with my family and I'd get home and I'd be like, all right, no emails after 8 PM. And then he'd say like, and it would last like a day or two. And then you'd hear that ding or you'd hear the phone vibrate and you just couldn't not pick it up. And it's one of those things like I can relate with that so fucking hard, <laughs> you know, like, like, and that's the thing is these are the people who invented it and they're still not immune to all the tricks that these things do. Like I know Facebook, Facebook every fucking day is going to tell me no quarters has a new like. And I'm like, we haven't posted to no quarters in fucking four years. So there's no way somebody's suddenly like, oh, no quarters. Let's put a like on that. It's like, no, you're fucking liars. You just want to put that <laughs> notification up. So I'm going to click your app at some point. And then they think that's the hook that's going to bring me back in. And yeah, it's like really depressing hearing that stuff. I just wish they had just gone straight interviews, documentary stuff. Like show me the statistics, show me the statistics about teenage uh, female suicide since social media, like really like the uptick since 2009. Talk about that shit more because it's only in there for like two minutes. You know, talk about, hey, we talked about my dog dying and suddenly my wife gets ads on Facebook about pet cremation and the dog hadn't died yet. Like talk about that shit, how your phone's listening to you. You know, talk about those things and they don't quite get into that, which is unfortunate, but they cover enough stuff that I think it's worth you know, it's worth watching and listening to and basically listening to these guys saying, you know, you need to stop, like you need to turn off all notifications on your phone. Like that's the best thing you can do immediately is turn off all notifications for any social media. Like if you can't delete your account, we understand <laughs> like it's tough. You know, like, you know, you'll never talk to your aunt again because Facebook is the only way you interact with her and she's a really nice lady, but you know, <laughs> The closest you thing you can do is shut off all notifications <laughs> and stop with all of it, you know, because every one of them is, you know, basically designed to be addictive and designed to, you know, harvest your information. And they know so much about you that it's kind of mind boggling and kind of scary. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's worth watching. I just wish it had been made by someone who didn't feel the need to make this dramatization take up almost half of it. I I have one question. When you yeah. say the righteous gemstones kid, who do you mean? <laughs> uh, the God, the one who was in um, Booksmart. Workaholics guy? No, the one no. who was in Booksmart. Oh, so like the, the Danny McBride's kid that comes back. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler for the second episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever they dangle. I'm right. saying they dangle that like, who is, who is this for like a <laughs> one episode or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's good. It's well-made like, but yeah, it's just depressing. Cause, cause the main one is um, the guy who designed Eagle or Google's email and became their chief ethics officer, but then eventually just left. Cause it was like, fuck you got, I'm not making any change whatsoever. 
which, you know, like kudos to him for doing that. But yeah, his thing is like machines have an AI have overcome human weakness. And he said, we're at the point where we're between it's overcome human weakness. When does it overcome human strength? And then that's, and he's like, when it overcomes human strength, that's the point where you're like, we're done. Like it's like literal Skynet times at that point. And he said, we're in between that. Can they not stop it? Like, is the algorithm just there and it cannot be undone? You basically have to shut these companies down because that's the problem is there's too many people there who they don't give a fuck. Like that's their job, you know, is to find out how to make it as addictive as possible and how to give that dopamine hit and how to, you know, and, you know, they use the slot machine analogy where it's like, okay, I post something on Twitter. Is this the one that gets 50 likes and 100 retweets? You know, or is this the one where nobody says anything and it just, you know, it gets a couple bloop bloop likes and then it goes away. And then you're like, fuck, that sucked. That was that was a good joke. You guys are fucking idiots. Here's another joke, you know, and it's like it it's almost like the bad ones drive the engagement more than the good ones. And yeah, there's just it's that slot machine mentality that is like deep in, you know, the lower brain, so to speak. And they, they talk a lot about that. I mean, it's it's not stuff we don't really know all that much. It's like, yeah, all these companies are evil. Sorry. But I think it's still worth seeing to hear that. I just wish it had been made without the dramatization bullshit. Because every time they, they'd start showing those people, I was like, oh, God, just get back to the interviews, please. Yeah, it's a thing I haven't thought about in years. I'm not going to hijack your... And I know I said I didn't watch anything, but uh, I am watching that HBO series, The Val, about the Nexium cult thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't thought about the movie in years, but the one of the main characters, I don't know what you say, one of the main subjects of the of the documentary was the guy yeah. that directed that What the Bleep Do We Know movie. And that's a thing that would have been better if they'd taken out the weird dramatization portion. <laughs> like, There's that whole like Marley Matlin through line of that movie where it's mm-hmm. like this weird dramatization. It's like, the fuck is this? yeah yeah i think you mean what the bleep is this (laughs) and they do say that there is good that has come of social networks and you know and all the apps and everything that's been designed to do this because you know obviously there's people i'm friends with on twitter who i never would have met in you know in the course of natural life so to speak you know there's you can press a button and suddenly you know you have a car outside waiting for you in a couple minutes you know you can order crazy shit on Amazon that'll be there tomorrow that you never would have been able to access in any other way at any other time. So it's, you know, it's not all doom and gloom about social, you know, social networks and, you know, and apps and everything else, but it is also like, yeah, it kind of is like, if we keep going down this road, it's just like global warming. It's like, we're already at the point where it's probably too far. So we got to figure out how to bring it back. This is this is a weird the biggest oh, problem for me. Instead of these things just paying for themselves and existing, people decided that they needed to be mega corporations with stockholders and mm-hmm. make billions of dollars. Like if you just have a the greed is what kills it every time. Yeah. It, it, what kills everything every time is the greed. Um if you just have a thing that's that's out there and exists and just kind of works, like neopets or club penguin or whatever you know just Mm -hmm. things that are that that just basically 
run and pay for themselves and don't actively work on getting people addicted for the sake of making more money via uh, manipulating manipulating people's behavior or um, manipulating data so that it looks like whatever thing you've decided is the new thing is the new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like Facebook did with video when everybody pivoted to video after Facebook decided that. And they all lied. <laughs> yeah. They lied about their numbers. <laughs> yeah. They lied about their numbers for greed's sake. And everybody yeah. pivoted to video, which benefited Facebook and made Facebook a whole lot more money. Like the stuff that's just out there for for the point of existing that's social can be really good. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's just like literally everything. Like YouTube was just getting by, maybe not paying for itself, but it was a really like it was an asset to the community before the gross over monetization of YouTube. Like, uh, but I mean, it was cool. You just sadly, put a video out there. YouTube wasn't like majorly in debt before YouTube bought them. I mean, the, the hosting costs of YouTube, unbelievable. Like, you know, like amount of storage yeah. needed. And yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's well, yeah, it's well, that's the, the guy who was in charge of monetization for Facebook was like, basically, because I think he joined in like 2008 or 2009. And he was like, you know, all these companies had invested all this money in it. And they had all these users on it. And it was basically at that point, it was like, all right, how do we make money off this? You know, and it became, how do we do it without destroying what we've already created? You know, because obviously if you jam a bunch of ads on, everyone's going to be like, fuck you and leave for obvious reasons. And so the guy said, yeah, we had to strike that balance there. And, but they talk about, they talk, all of them talk about the dials and they say like, oh, you want more engagement in South Korea? Well, dial the algorithm here and suddenly you could get okay everyone in south korea is talking about this you know this k-pop band or whatever and basically they're saying there's that much control there and there's that much information about everybody that if they want to monetize you know guys 40 years old who who enjoy bad movies that nobody else likes it's suddenly like all right turn the dial and you know suddenly all of us were we on Facebook, I think there's only two of us left <laughs> that would, you know, would suddenly get, start getting hammered with content that faces that direction. So it's, it's pretty crazy. And there's other stuff in there too, like um, about how it's affected younger generations, basically the generations that have grown up only on social media and have never known a world without it and how like they don't date nearly as much. Like, which I didn't really realize, but it's like, yeah, like it, I wish I could remember the numbers that they, they said, but it was like, you know, only like 25% of teens have been on a date by age 16 or something. I'm like, well, yeah, that's not that bad. And it's like, oh wait, no, I was not cool in high school. So suddenly like, wait, suddenly nobody's cool in high school. I don't understand this, but like how it's basically, it's wrecked social interaction um, for a younger you know, for adolescents and teenagers. And yeah, it's just, it's really, it's sad. So once again, I've watched something that is depressing and horrible and, you know, not enjoyable. Well, that was probably a great idea overall. I told Jen, we have to find something fun for next week (laughs) so I can actually talk about something fun. So I had last week, I had the kind of week where, you know, I deserve something nice. So, um, 
and I'd had this particular movie on my brain. If you follow me on Twitter, you know exactly what I'm going to talk about for the next hour long. But um, I'd had a bunch of the music for this particular movie on my brain. And I was like, fuck it. I deserve it. I've seen it a million times. It's one of my go-to, you know, um, not necessarily a feel-good movie, but one of those movies that just, it doesn't make me feel better because the movie is like a, a pick-me-up. It's just makes me feel better because I really like it. Um, Scott it's, Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah, it's comfort <laughs> yeah. food. Yeah, because it's definitely not healthy for you. Um <laughs> Because, uh, and I'll just say this uh, at the beginning to get it out of the way, uh, Scott Pilgrim is a terrible human being, uh, generally, and he deserves to be punched in the face. Um, but that movie is still so fucking good. Um, I I love pretty much every single scene, even though, like like I've said, I, I don't really like Scott, the character. Michael Sarah is absolutely the only person that could have played Scott Pilgrim, at least the way this movie wants Scott Pilgrim to be, you know, to be shown. Like, he's the only one who could play it like that. And mm -hmm. it's, like, it's almost not good acting because it's just, like, this is what you expect out of Michael Sarah. Like, this is, there's no difference in... And I'm sure there absolutely is, but there's like no difference between Scott Pilgrim and Michael Sarah in my brain. It just like that's who that's who Sarah was born to play, and he could have retired, and that would have been, you know, a remarkable achievement for someone. I didn't know um, he's made anything since then. <laughs> I honestly, I don't think I've seen a Michael Sarah movie since Scott Pilgrim vs. the World ten years ago. That was 2010. We're at the 10th anniversary mm -hmm. right now. Um, there is supposed to be, by the way, a soundtrack re-release with a bunch of bonus stuff, but mm -hmm. it hasn't happened yet. It was announced in August. So there's supposed to be a soundtrack and a score re-release from one of those weird um, companies that only Jens knows about. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it hasn't happened yet as far as I can tell. But, I was going to say, the, um, I think the only movie I've seen him in since scott pilgrim was him playing himself in uh this is, this the, is end. the end yeah yeah i guess that's, oh, that's only... right he yeah. was in that yeah he died for, quickly for a moment yeah yeah uh juno was before scott pilgrim wasn't it or was yeah that, that was 2007 okay yeah that's what i thought um but yeah i love pretty much every frame of scott pilgrim um I still remember like wanting to watch it when I was still living with my parents many, many years ago. It's probably six or seven years ago um, when my mom was still alive. And I was like, it was like the middle of the middle of a Saturday afternoon. And the only TV that I had access to was the TV in the living room. I was like, mom, I know you're watching like ghost adventures or whatever, but can I just, I just, I'm going to have the TV for, an hour and a half and and watch this movie and as soon as the credits rolled she looks over at me and she, she says i hated that that was <laughs> awful <laughs> i was like i there's no accounting for taste mom i'm sorry you have terrible taste um oh my parents when they saw the shape of water you would have thought i'd shown them like a, a snuff film or something like they were so aghast oh like, I, it was the weirdest reaction i was just like 
all right. <laughs> I think I could top that because I actually got my parents preview tickets to American Beauty before it came oh. out. So they saw it before I did. Yeah. I and my dad was that. like, so you can get an Oscar for wanting to bang a cheerleader. And I'm like, that's kind of not the point, but sure. Yes, you can. <laughs> but yeah, there's no accounting for parents taste. No, no, there is not. Um, I don't know what else I could really say about Scott Pilgrim that I haven't said before. Cause there's like, there's nothing new that I really noticed on this, on this, um, Did you catch any more X's hidden in the background, <laughs> you know, okay. I did catch a bunch of the like little stuff here and there. Like mm -hmm. I was, I was watching more intently for, you know, little X's or little numbers and stuff, but it's not anything groundbreaking and you can probably go on, IMDb or somewhere and see, you know, here's the 945 Easter eggs. Sure, there's a looper video or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Here's all the X's you didn't see in or Scott watch Pilgrim Mojo. The World. Yeah. 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 I'm sure there's there's it's a video just, out there of all that stuff. The thing about that movie is it's just a movie that makes me happy. Yeah. Like watching it just I I enjoy every second of that movie. Yeah. I I think it's just like the details that I that I noticed this time around because I was watching it slightly more critically, and nothing that's like again nothing worthy of mention. Just the fact that there are so many little things that are outside of where your your eye is being directed. Like you're being directed to you know like watch Michael Sarah's face in one scene or you know watch something going on in the action and there's just some little detail floating off in the mm -hmm. you know floating off in the background maybe not even in focus just so many little things and that's something that like edgar wright fucking loves to do is put all of those little details uh in places where nobody gives a shit about it it's like a mm -hmm. it's like a hieronymus bosch painting there's all there's just something everywhere in um in all of his movies. Now they're not like all like trumpets coming out of butts, like a Hermit's Bosch painting, but, um, is this a show on Amazon? I've never seen it. It sounds weird. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Nothing. I, I said, is this that show on Amazon? I, I've never seen it. It sounds weird. Yeah. It's yeah that, I, that movie's weird because there's so many people that were not a big deal when they were in that movie that are suddenly yeah. like now a huge deal. Yeah. Um, like Alison Brie, this may have been the thing that you kicked Brie off Larson? my, my brain. I don't think Alison Brie's in it. Are you oh, sure? Brie, Brie Larson? Brie Larson. There's Brie Aubrey, Larson. That's what I There's mean. Aubrey yeah. Plaza. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I got my brains that's all right. mixed up there. It's two different Brie's. Um, Brie was close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it had Brie in it. You um, had a Brie going. <laughs> right. Uh, Brie Larson. Yeah. Um, there was a meme that was like, you know, 10 years ago, all of the neckbeards were like, oh, Brie Larson. And now all the neckbeards are like, oh, fuck Brie Larson. Um, it's because they couldn't. Right. <laughs> um, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Evans. Um, yeah, Anna Kendrick and Kieran Culkin. Anna Kendrick. Yes, Kieran Culkin. Um, I can't think of anybody else who's like huge. Oh, um, mm, I want to say her name is Ellen Wong. Um, yes. Knives, the 
the girl who played Knives Chow. She was in uh, she was in Glow, and I didn't even realize it. Um, yeah. Oh, really? I saw. I started watching Glow. And I was like, yeah. "Hey, it's Knives." Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, she's she's grown up just enough that she looks just slightly different, um, and that you you know you, I didn't immediately recognize her, but um, also. Uh, Knives Chow is the best while we're on the subject of Knives mm-hmm. Chow and uh, Scott Pilgrim does not deserve uh, somebody uh, who's as good as Knives Chow is to him. Um, she's got the best she's got the best character arc, I think. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim starts to not be shitty, but like Knives Chow learns some lessons and and grows up and Anyway, I'm, I feel like yeah. I'm about to start rambling at this point, but I love Scott Pilgrim, and um, if you haven't watched it, you should absolutely watch it. It's it's on Netflix, so you don't even have to. Oh, really? Like, yeah, you don't even have to leave your. Nice. I didn't have to go grab my my Blu-ray and put it in a a vessel for it to be played, <laughs> and that was convenient. Um, yes, you can click a button so, like the Lord intended. Right. Um. So. Once I finished that, I was like, man, I should really watch all the Edgar Wright movies. That's never a bad thing to think. Never a bad idea. It's also the easiest thing in the world to watch five movies. That's his entire filmography is, with the exception of one unreleased um, feature length movie that he made when he was like 22 with some of his friends. Um there's five movies, so that's, mm-hmm. you know, 11, 12 hours maybe at the outside. Um, and I just started at the oldest, Shaun of the Dead. And I was like, holy shit, this is his first actual movie. I know he did a lot of, you know, did a lot of work before that. But, man, for that to be your, like, your first outing, Shaun of the fucking Dead? I mean, to be fair, Shaun of the Dead is basically just a feature-length episode of Spaced with a slightly different... <laughs> theme happening i mean it's, it's still, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not putting down yeah. Shaun of the dead Shaun of the dead is amazing i'm just saying like that was an easy transition from going to space and being familiar with all these people and like i know what you could do and why you're funny and let's go yeah, yeah. but you know to put together a feature-length film sure. that's awesome it's it's great like i have not always been super high on Shaun of the dead because it just for some reason didn't click with me like the first time i watched it and every subsequent time, I think I've seen it maybe five times now. Every subsequent time, it's it's really, you know, it's grabbed me more and more and more. Um, and it is probably not my favorite. Uh, well, I mean, for them to be one through five, like, okay, the worst, if I say the worst Edgar Wright movie, it's Shaun of the Dead. That's not really true. Well, know. I don't know about that. <laughs> like, that's... It's hard to say. I'm not saying that it's the it's mm-hmm. the quote unquote worst, but saying it's the worst Edgar Wright movie is like, Inac- you know, inaccurate. saying that this is the worst bar of gold I've ever held in my mm-hmm. hands. <laughs> Harlow looked like he was. No, I'm just laughing because I keep I keep going like you know not true inaccurate. <laughs> Every time you pause, it's not. And I'm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the world's um, end is the answer to that. I just I feel weird because the first time I watched it, like the thing I was most focused on was the office reunion that happens for like two seconds in the alleyway when they're um, 
when they basically meet the other group who's exactly like them, mm-hmm. except one's led by, uh, oh God, what is his name now? Martin, whatever. Martin Freeman. Um, fuck. Freeman. Martin Freeman. Yeah, Martin Freeman. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And you've already, yeah. Like he's already got a member of the office as his group. So like, and they all just kind of like nod at each other as they go by. Mm-hmm. Like there's Martin so Freeman much good just, stuff like that just I, hidden in there that, you know, I thought people like me are like, holy shit. Yes. And then, you know, everyone else is like, okay. Yeah. Because there's like a meta joke as far as like, all right, this, this group is exactly like us. It, yeah. I thought the other group was led by the, his counterpart in space. Isn't it led by a lady? And I think Martin Freeman's in the I group. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Martin Freeman yeah. is part of the group, and, and yeah. I can't—I remember her name, but whatever. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember most of the people's names from. Uh, and then the one guy acknowledges the whole Harry Potter thing as well, which I appreciated mm-hmm. by that point. I'm gonna pull up the IMDb because there's one. Yeah. There's one actress who I I recognize, and I meant to look this up earlier. Um, and I just want to make sure that I remember her from the right things. <laughs> Because it's Edgar Wright. It's the right yes. thing. Yeah. Um, Lucy Davis. Uh, that would be the office lady that we were yep. just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I've watched uh, more than it deserves. Um, she's one of the one of the main characters in that. And so that's what's most fresh in my mind. And I was like, it just, every time I looked at her, I was like, this, she's so much younger. And she's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we know. We saw her in Wonder Woman too. Mm-hmm. I just dropped my microphone. Huh. Um, okay. So, like, she's so much younger, and she's playing. I keep knocking things over. Almost the same character, and I don't know. It just it it worked. Um, but yeah, Shaun of the Dead is so good for a for a directorial debut. Um, and I like I said, I like it more and more every time I watch it. Um, it's it's got such a like simple copy and paste plot but all of the jokes and all of the you know all of the visuals are executed super well and it introduces um Simon Pegg falling over a fence which mm-hmm. happens in the rest of the Cornetto trilogy as well yeah. um pretty much every time you put Simon Pegg on screen sort of uh, i mean it's variations on it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah of course yeah it, they're not all exactly the same, but he does it. He does it in all three. Um, but yeah. uh, well, it's hot fuzz. He what... just he you know leaps over like fucking this is no problem, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah, badass. Yeah, I, yeah. Sorry, it was yeah. it was Nick Frost that crashed yeah. through the fence. Yeah. To me, what sells Shaun of the Dead the most is when they decide to get serious near the end. Everyone involved sells it because it's been super jokey yeah. throughout, and then by the end, when he, you know when Shaun's like you know when it's but it's basically having to take out a character that he's connected with, you know, he freaks out on everybody and it's like it, you buy it, you know, because yeah. it's like, it's like that moment where somebody who's always jokey suddenly gets super serious with you. And then it's like, Oh shit, this is, this is real. Like that movie does a good job of balancing out that seesaw, especially by the time it gets to the end of that movie. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Cause it, it, Sort of with the exception of Nick Frost's character, everybody else is pretty much playing it straight. It's just that mm-hmm. funny things happen, um, which is a which is a great way, in my opinion, to do comedy is, you know, 
just put people in funny situations. You don't have to necessarily write a joke a minute because there's not, there aren't many jokes. Uh, there are just funny things that continually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I'd watched, I think it was, I'm not sure if I made the decision to watch the whole um, Edgar Wright oeuvre at uh, Shaun of the Dead or before Shaun of the Dead, or if I just thought, like, let me go back and watch this. Um, but by the time I finished Shaun of the Dead, I was definitely in the, I should watch all of these Edgar Wright movies. So then you, I, so then I watched Hot Fuzz next, which is almost like the opposite, where everybody plays it really serious until you get to the end, where it gets fucking ridiculous. Um, beginning of, or the first, like, two-thirds of Hot Fuzz is... Or, or Shaun of the Dead, goofy and irreverent, but then you have serious things that happen. Um, but the first two thirds of of Hot Fuzz are like a like a straight, not quite buddy cop, but a you know straight cop mystery sort of thing. And then it gets ridiculous at the end when Simon Pegg's character is like, "Okay, fuck it, we're doing this now." Like I'm gonna ride a horse with two shotguns, and mm-hmm. um, they watch Bad movie, Boys too, and then they, they decide. Do. Yeah, yeah. Shit, shit got real. Yeah. Like, what are you um, going to do? They're mirror images of each other. It, like, it's like, yeah. it's all goofy and then serious and then it's serious and then goofy. Yeah. So, uh, Simon Pegg is really acting the shit out of most of that movie. Like, Hot Fuzz is, he is doing some, like, I'm being a serious man and doing serious things without, you know, without overblowing it, without like, this is acting without taking it to the Matt Berry sort of extreme. Um, he's doing serious ass acting and it's a really, it's a really straightforward movie. Like it's real, it's really serious for a long time until, um, it's, it's mostly serious. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I wouldn't qualify it as serious. I'm just thinking about like one of my favorite, like one off, like, I don't know why this scene popped in my head the other day. I didn't rewatch these or with you or anything, but this scene literally out of nowhere popped in my head. The, when he goes to see his ex-girlfriend at the crime scene and everyone's in the like hazmat suits where you can't, you know, see anything. And he thinks he's talking to her. He's not talking to her. And then he's like, well, I'm seeing this guy. Over here. And he's like, hello. <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. I don't know why that scene is just, fucking brilliant like, it's really funny well, but it's, yeah, it's I mean, also just like yes he, it's very he's, it's such a very straight it's like yes i mean it is like thing sean sean of the dead is like sean is a normal guy put into extraordinary situations and not unable to deal with it just like i don't know continue to do most of the things i do in my normal life i guess and you know uh nick angel is like is like a serious man with like put in ridiculous situations, like a, a, a ridiculously yes. serious man putting it put in ridiculous situations. And, you know, yeah. and so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's the opposite kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny how much of that movie's pop culture cachet is the third act. There's like 90% of, of what people know and remember about hot fuzz is from the third act of that movie. Um, but none of it is plot related. It's all like, it's all scene to scene to scene, um, or joke to joke to joke. Um, I remembered nothing about the whole cult aspect, I guess. Not really, it's not really a cult, but you know, the whole secret society of people trying to keep, you know, uh, trying to keep this little township exactly the way it was i remembered nothing about that plot um 
which is really stupid and also really fun. Um, they were just trying to make Sanford great again. Yes. Thank which you for weird. bringing that up. Yes, which is weird because that's a weird prescient thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate you bringing it up because they said that line and that's Shaun of the Dead is 2004. And yeah, 2004. Fuzz is 2007, I think. Yeah. Um, and I just like, my head cocked like a dog. I was like, oh, did they rewind? No, they actually said that. That was, it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really weird. Um, but I really like Hot Fuzz, um, obviously. Uh, if you don't, you're an idiot. Um, and please unsubscribe from the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Hot, but, Fuzz, um, Hot Fuzz is amazing just if, like, you're a fan of, like, British anything. Like, that movie is so fucking loaded with people. That movie is insane. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just like, here's Bill Bailey sitting in, like, the desk clerk, and, you know, like... As two desk clerks. Yeah, two desk clerks, sorry. Like, here's Olivia Colman over here, just, you know, here's Hot Tits McGee or whatever her name is, you know? I I love that they have, like, that one scene with Patty Constantine has become, like, this gif where, you know, where he kind of slides in to the frame, and he's talking shit, shit. and then he slides out, and then he pops back into frame just to give him a dirty look, and Mm -hmm. then he leaves again. That's the best. I love Hot so much. I don't know where it, it lays in my, you know, in the top five of, uh, it's like, it's like a, um, it's like a photies where like, you know, I have, a, there's only five of them. So they're all winners. They're all winners. Um, but yeah, I don't really know where it, where it lays in my, in my ranking of. Like I said, I, I could make, I could make it top five, but it's like. You know, I could I could rank them, but it's like I like them all. It's different if like your bottom is like you actually mean it and like I don't like this, but I like mm-hmm. them all. So when I say yeah. like the world's end is the bottom one, that's fine. It's the it's the bottom of of the of the top one percent of movies made. You know, like it's yeah. the The world's end seems is definitely the one that people have like latched onto the least. Um, oh, there's aspects about it. I love it. It's just I don't think it's as cohesive yeah. as the other two. I really, really like The World's End. I had forgotten one major plot point about it, um, which is sort of, um, and I'm, you know, of course, bad with names, so I've forgotten uh, Simon Pegg's character's name. Um, oh, um. Oh, now that you said that, I totally slipped out of my mind. Gary. Gary. Gary King. Yeah. Yeah, like... I will say, like, Gary is one of the characters I associate with most on this earth, aside from Niles in um, Palm Springs. Wait, you associate with him? Yes. <laughs> yes, they hang Gary. out together. You want to hang out well, with Gary, or you think no, you are No, as Gary. in, like, I, I feel that character on a deep level. Oh. At least in the beginning of the movie. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. I've not yeah. known you to like still be, you know, like steeped in nostalgia. You seem to be fairly anti-nostalgia. Mm, not necessarily. I mean, it's okay. it's hard to explain, but it's All like right. World's End. That's the one that's like I feel like it's aimed at my age specifically, especially with the music choices that they use from all that early '90s Britpop. Mm-hmm. You know, like that all the pre-grunge stuff that someone who was in high school at that time would be like, "Oh shit, that song." 
oh yeah that song you know and it's like oh shit it's that soup dragon cd or yeah, yeah. And then yeah. It's like, you had that in your car when we used to ride in this it's the same and thing. that's gary yeah. like is this guy it, like obviously i don't fully like you know obviously i've moved on in my life but with him as far as his, he's like he's still stuck right there in that time period right there and i think yeah. that's a lot of what i associate with it right for me the whole like I want to feel like that again. Like that was that was the best I've ever felt in my entire life, and I want to feel that again. It's not that I totally identify it, but I I get it because there have been a lot of times where I'd like look back on certain moments where like, man, I was having so much fun, like not a care in the world. Mm -hmm. Any time before 2016, um, like life was okay. We were gonna make it. We were having good times mm -hmm. and. Especially right now, man, motherfuck this. Like, if I could try to go out and do my own relive the Golden Mile, um, I absolutely would. So I, I understand that perspective. But it, I love the fact that it goes fucking bonkers. I just, yeah, I absolutely, I didn't expect it the first time. I remembered it. Um, I think this is the second or maybe third time I've watched it. I knew it was going to go bonkers, but I forgot just how ludicrous it goes. And I love that. And um, it's got just as much of the, you know, just as much of the style and timing that we all love out of Edgar Wright. It's just um, different. There's something a little bit different, and I can't exactly figure out what it is about it. Um, but there's just some sort of, you know, it's missing something. It's, it, it's yeah. It may be, and I'm not sure just, what it is. I think it's a little dark, and not dark as in subject matter, or not dark as in you know, uh, Gary King's um, issues. It's just I think filmed a little dark, um, and because it all for the most part takes place at night, um, that makes sense. But there's none of that brightness to it that there is. You know, none of that. With the exception of the blue, none of that really, mm -hmm. you know, jovial use of color. No. So was did he did he do World's End after Scott Pilgrim? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Which is weird because like, was, I was gonna, yeah that was like a 2011, 12 something. Like it's twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. That late. 13, okay. There you go. Um, but yeah, like it's it's weird because I I think one of the big problems you know again still like the movie just just putting it on a record um, is that Gary King ultimately is not particularly a likable character you know he, i mean but it's weird because like he, he tackled it so much better with scott pilgrim like scott pilgrim's mm -hmm. in the same boat but it's just like it, it's kind of weird because like you know you have this protagonist who's like an ass antagonist because all his friends are like fucking hell this guy you know like <laughs> you know mm -hmm. so it's just like you know and and i think maybe it's because like all of his surrounding people are just like kind of start naysaying him a little too early like you know they're like uh you know mate we're old you know like you know like and yeah and well, I feel like people have moved on with their lives yeah, and gary and, has not right and it's like you know there's something about like at least scott pilgrim's support group is still with him even though they probably shouldn't be so it's just like you kind mm -hmm. of like you feel like well i'm supposed to be following this character but like why because everyone from the get-go is telling me don't like he's wrong you know so. Yeah, and I think that's the difference with the others is like he and Nick Frost are very much at odds throughout mm -hmm. the entire movie. It's not like they ever really buddy up, you know, and I think that makes a difference because like kind of having 
a sidekick in both Shaun of the Dead and um, and Hot Fuzz, and especially those two because of the chemistry between them. I think the chemistry is off because you know Nick Frost has to play the movie almost the entire movie, being like, "No, get away from me! I don't want anything to do with you." And I think that kind of that vibe doesn't play as well as it does in you know the first two Cornetto movies. I think that doesn't help the vibe. I think Nick Frost plays it really well, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like, I don't think any of the performances are bad. I just yeah. think, like, it's a different it's a different chemistry than what we're used to, and it doesn't necessarily play as well, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't know how much more I, I have to say about the end of the world, except... Um, no, I forgot. I forgot yeah. what I was going to say. I've been I, I talking just, for so long; my brain yeah. has now expired. I will say, um, I appreciate that ending so much. Like the actual ending, ending. I was like, not expecting the ending that they go with in that movie at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, you should watch it if you don't know what we're talking about, because mm. it's it goes places. Yeah. Um, so, uh, speaking of endings, I. You know, I finished it off with Baby Driver, which I had, I think I've seen it once at home since it came out. Um, and for very specific reasons, because I don't like, because fucking Kevin Spacey, uh, I'll just put it out there. Um, yeah. I just was not really comfortable watching, you know, watching Kevin Spacey because the, the first time I saw it after the theaters was before all of the Spacey stuff came out. And, um, I think, and I just, I, I like this movie too much to, to not watch it again. Um, and to, and to like, you know, not go back to it when I feel like go, going back to it. Um, man, baby driver is so fucking good. It's like, yep. yeah, I mean, unfortunately to me, it's like, it's like this perfect symbol of like now, like here's this thing that is probably, I mean, I, Look, I love Scott Pilgrim. I love all the movies to death, and I'm going to stop defending them. Baby Driver's my number one, easily. Like, that movie was fucking Obviously. stepped into my head and fucking made for me. You know, like, and, and I, you know, other people I'm sure feel like I don't think I'm sp- fucking special, but... Uh, we know you're not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah, I, I mean, it's just like, like, now it's got this stain. You know, it's like, ugh. Like, here's this thing that is, to me, like, a fucking otherwise perfect, and, you know, now it's like, I have to look at it and be like, yeah, but... And I just hate the fucking yeah buts, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Well, the the great thing is that you can pretend Kevin Spacey is literally anyone else because as much as I have praised Spacey's acting in the past, he could be fucking anybody. Anybody with a SAG card could play Spacey's role in Baby Driver. Yeah, and I that's mean- the only failing is that. Spacey's just there. There's like two like, interactions that are that are patently spacey, unfortunately. And it's basically where it's like he calls him out and does the like, was he slow? You know, like that's that's the thing I would see not playing correctly or, you know, they could just alter the way it's delivered. But that is a very much that line only works because he's delivering it. You know, like I'm just saying that 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 mm-hmm. like dismissive, like I am in charge. Fuck you. You're an idiot. Like that was the thing he had yeah. going for him at the time, you know. So, yeah, I will. I'm, 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 that, I'm happy for a CG replacement of him. Please go right yeah. ahead. Like, you know. 
Um, just get Christopher Plummer yeah. to film all his parts. It, he's, that yeah. man needs to hurry because, like, there's like he also needs to redo Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and probably American Beauty and a couple <laughs> other ones that are fucking great movies. Minus Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Was that Spacey's last movie before um, everyone realized he was a complete piece of shit? Well, they was doing all the money in the world, that, but they hadn't released it, so you know that's where you got yeah. the Christopher Plummer thing. Yeah, but I, I yeah I think it was right around there. I. So I think um, so maybe not anybody with a SAG card could replace him, but um, because of that line. But I think a lot there are a lot of people out there that could that could oh yeah we could I, just cut and paste over. I'm saying if you put most um, people saying that line and be like that's lame, but you know like you could rewrite it and I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's not that great of a line. <laughs> it's not that great of a line delivery. It's just it's very patently like a spacey line. Like that's the kind of thing you could yeah. see he was typing and like all right, spacey will sell this. Yeah, Um, you can really tell that Edgar Wright had been thinking about this movie and planning this movie and almost like, I I don't know if he did this, but it's almost feels like everything is planned out to the second in this movie. And I don't like, I don't know how you accomplish that. I don't know how you plan that well. Like I, I know... I know I can get pretty into the into the weeds on on trying to plan stuff out, but I just can't imagine how you put something together that is so detailed, so well timed, and so whole at the same time. Like it's just a it's a tour de force. Everything is pretty much fucking perfect. Um, yeah, I there aren't enough i'm mad that again that baby driver didn't win like every fucking award uh that year it won two or three not enough yeah i know it did get sound editing or uh whatever the other sound category was and i was like come on like who the fuck else are you going to give it to at this point right I do wonder, like, that's a movie I think I need to watch the commentary for, because I'm curious how many takes they did of the going to get coffee sequence with the lyrics on the spray, you know, graffiti and everything. And the thing yeah. is, like, it doesn't sync up perfectly, but I'm wondering if it's, they didn't, they couldn't take more takes because where the fuck it is. Like, that's like mm-hmm. downtown Atlanta, like, you know, shutting down the street. I'm just saying, like, it lines up remarkably well. It's a little off from time to time. And that's my nitpick. You know, that's me being honest, like. There's a couple times where it's like it's just slightly off where it's like it'll do part of the song and then you have to take like another step and it shows up. But it's fine. I mean, it's amazing. It's just, you know, you know, it's like I, I bet that's driving. I bet that drove Edgar Wright mad that it wasn't he couldn't get it perfect because he just seems like yeah. a Kubrickian kind of thing where it's like everything has to be fucking perfect. You know. It won a BAFTA and that was the biggest award it won, by the way, um, for best editing, which absolutely deserves um but good thing is you can watch that intro sequence as many times as you like there is zero kevin spacey that's true that's watch, true watch yeah. all the um, bell bottoms intro you want it should be on it's probably on repeat in your head harlow but um it should be on just repeat in the background of everybody's home mm-hmm. at least somewhere just often like the second like tv a, up like in the a corner. picture frame just <laughs> yeah. an animated gif of that entire sequence just <laughs> repeating over and over but like one of those uh one of those digital picture frames just yeah. run the yeah, yeah anytime you want right <laughs> anytime you want you can just press a button and it'll it'll turn the turn the sound on um 
I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna try to rank oh. all of all the Edgar Wrights for me. Mm-hmm. We'll wrap it it's up. Gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be tough. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Not because it's a better movie than Baby Driver, but because I like it more. That's it's more me fun. than Baby Driver. Um, Baby Driver. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a fucking amazing. It's so fucking good. Um, who the fuck is Ansel Elgort and why is he so good? Um, he's not. <laughs> is he yeah, a bad he's person? He's a shithead too, yes. Yeah, he's oh, bad God now too. Yep. I- I'm glad you got to watch it not knowing that because you would have been driven absolutely mad. Wait, if what you'd... the fuck did he do? I didn't hear all this. Uh, he... There's a lot of grooming stuff. and Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's on the list. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, guys. Hansel Elgort is a nice actor, I guess. <laughs> he is not an actor. He is baby. That is the only thing that exists, is that character on screen. Baby. That's a um, solid way of looking at it. There's something maddeningly good about him being called baby. Like... I've and I've forgotten the the actress's name. I Lily James. Lily James. The way she says his name is just is outstanding. It it's not sexual or anything. It's just like a a delivery that I that I really like. Um, so is is he British too, Ansel Shithead Elgort? Because I know she is, and you know, doing a very convincing. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the secret to doing American accent is just do it dialect. But yeah. But, you mean so. asshole Elgort? Sure. <laughs> um, I get it. Ass, Ansel, go to court. <laughs> oh shit! Got him. Yeah. Uh, so Scott Pilgrim, Baby Driver. He's American, by the way. Okay. Hmm. Damn. Despite the name Ansel Elgort, <laughs> I was going to say it's maybe he's, he's Finnish like, and he's just <laughs> pretending to be American. Right, he's Uwe Boll's neighbor. Yeah, um, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, Baby Driver, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, End of the World, the World's, world's End, yeah, World's End, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I, it always one's a movie, the other one's real life. <laughs> yeah. End of the world is what we're in. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. It's a documentary. Mikey will be watching it for next week's show. Right. <laughs> the thing is that the, the the World's End pub, I don't, because it's also the end mm-hmm. of the the Golden Mile. Like that's where my brain takes a detour and is like, no, it's just called the end of the world. It's fine. Um. But yeah, what was what was three slash four? I, I missed that. Hot Fuzz, then Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, and then World's End. Um, Yeah, I feel like I need to take your journey myself because it's been like Shaun of the Dead, like I've seen it four or five times, but it's been probably 10 years since the last time I did. And then, you know, Hot Fuzz, strangely enough, I think I've only seen that once. I've only seen it once. And same with World's End. And World's End, it was just, maybe I wasn't in the mood or whatever, but it was just kind of like, it didn't hit me the way I was hoping it would, you know, for, okay, you got all these people in this movie, you got Edgar Wright directing, you know, it's like, all right, bring it. And somehow it's just not quite there. And I need to, I think I need to watch it again without those kind of expectations. I I think that's important. Um, I think that's why 
Oh, we we always we've talked a lot about how hype you know messes with things, and I think my baby driver hype um, going into it was mm-hmm. like the first time I watched it with Harlow um, was just way too high, and I don't think anything could have met my expectations for what my hype gave me. It a hundred percent hit my, my expectations. <laughs> like I was yeah. so fucking hyped for that I movie. Was and I was still... during the bell bottom sequence. Like I, yeah. Was just, yeah. like I couldn't stop. Yeah. Um, so the takeaway from this is, uh, Edgar Wright has made five movies and they're all awesome and you should watch them. Also, Edgar Wright has a very strange, like fascination with liquids being poured into something and levers being activated in close proximity to mm-hmm. that. Um, I don't remember where that is in Baby Driver. Maybe it's the coffee scene, but he really loves like toilets, tap handles, um, either beer tap handles or mm-hmm. uh, faucet tap handles. He loves quick inserts. Yes. I feel like, I feel like though that like, that became a signature thing for him just out of self-awareness though, because I mean like the joke in the world's end only works because of the other two movies. Like the fact yeah. that Chuck, you're, you are like ready for that, you know, like pouring in the beers cut shot and then you get that for the water. You know, it's just like that only yeah. works because you've watched the other movies. Like that is fucking brilliant. So. I think, I think that, can stand alone, but it's definitely sure. not as impactful. Right. I'm saying, um, like, if you've watched Hot Fuzz or you've watched Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, and then you get yeah. to that, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is his thing, and now he just subverted it. So that's yeah. great. One thing about um, Hot Fuzz that I that I I think I might have said on the Twitters, but um, everything pays off in Hot Fuzz. Like almost literally everything that's set up in Hot Fuzz pays off, which is a, a rarity and. For the most part, like Edgar Wright doesn't leave you hanging, um, but especially in Hot Fuzz, I noticed it. And that's I'm going to shut up now because I feel like I've been talking for an entire hour. That's only because you Wright have. <laughs> What's that? No, I said that's only because you have. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I wasn't timing you. Um, <laughs> now your your homework now is please watch Spaced. Am I still the only one that's watched Spaced? Yes. yes. Please. Um, I mean, I don't know what I have to do. Like, I will y'all... find a place where it is available and watch it. Okay. I I have time. All right. It's great. I just I've been trying to sell it for forever. How many episodes is it? It's a two season British thing, which means there's like eight. Yeah, <laughs> no, okay, I was going to say maybe like, twenty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no, not even there's, many. there's more than that. I'm just saying it's not many because it's you know they quality over quantity is what they believe in. I will watch it. I need something like that because that was like late '90s, right? Yeah. Um, maybe I. No, I think it was like right around. Yeah, I mean, it was either late '90s, spinning into early 2000s, somewhere right around there. I mean, yeah. You went into Shaun of the Dead not too long after it, because he did other it's stuff too. So, fourteen episodes. Yeah. <gasps> Seven episodes per season. So, yeah. okay, wow. it's a quick watch. All right, I'll knock that out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Good job. Uh, Chuck, you have some things to talk about, don't you? I'm going to keep mine until next time. Really? Oh, no. Yep. I've I've monopolized the podcast. They're, they are old things, not terribly important. So, 
Oh. I will I will bust them out next Can, time. Are they at all related? Can you give us a hint? You know? Uh, uh, create... One's a kid's movie from the late 80s. Sweet. Did you watch Mac and Me again? The... Huh? Did you watch Mac and Me again? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, the other two are the first two Bill and Ted movies. Okay. Oh. So Wait. Are you the one that told me you've never seen a Bill and Ted? No, you never saw Bill and Ted's 2. I never saw Bogus Journey. Mackie's the one who's never seen Bill and Ted. Like at all? I've, I, I've seen parts of them, but I do not. I could not tell you anything about either of them at this point. Yeah. So I, I intend to rewatch them. And they put the third one on sale for like nineteen ninety nine. I'm like, maybe mm-hmm. I might I, have to do that. Cause, I should have done the triple pack when it was like 30 bucks, but I didn't. Yeah. Well, I already owned the first two, so it was like, all right, whatever. Like, but enough people now seen. are like, like I know a few people who have rewatched Bill and Ted three, like multiple times now. So I'm kind of, I feel like I need to get there. Wait, so I'm curious, why do you, did you have digital copies because you found like the discs cheap or something? Because no, I just I think they were on sale on like Xbox or something for like three dollars at some okay. point, and I was like, all right, cool. I mean, I have movies I've never seen, but never like specifically it's just because it was like a weird fucking bundle (laughs) or chuck sent me a code yeah uh, i i want to say it was like a two-pack of them at some point like on voodoo or one of those i I can't remember but honestly like i i feel like i didn't spend any more than like five dollars on them yeah those those were movies that like from before they said they were going to make a third one those were movies it was like they couldn't give them away it was just like uh please yeah and it doesn't help i want to say they were like what are they orion so like they yeah. they defaulted to MGM or something, so it was like yes. they're not on movies anywhere. So that kind of correct. They have to sell them cheap to in order to sell them at this point. Yep, I still I honestly flabbergasted that those companies are still holding out from doing movies yeah. anywhere. Like what's what's the reasoning at this point? Like I don't. They're understand. just waiting to be bought by Disney at this point. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, anyway, we'll the, talk about this. Yeah, the Lionsgate uh, sale would go really well to Disney. That's right in their wheelhouse of things that they make. <laughs> Oh yeah, all of them saw movies. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> I mean, isn't Blumhouse like under Lionsgate and stuff like that? I mean, like, yeah, uh, they're more separate? affiliated with Universal. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, they're they're known for like saw movies and shit like that. It's just, yeah, yeah, whatever. So, anyway, okay. Well, uh, contact info. Do we want to do some of that? I like I said, I have nothing. So, if Chuck's not going to talk about his stuff, then nope. Yeah, uh, bmfcast.com is your place to go for all things BAMFcast. Uh, BMF at bmfcast.com is your email to go to for all things BAMFcast email. And 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 9105569263 is your phone number to go to for all things telephone-related for the BAMFcast. <laughs> Chuck really likes when you take a stupid joke too far. Um, <laughs> all things telephone-related. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and if you, uh, for all things uh, supporting this podcast related, go to patreon.com slash bmfcast. And um, I'm not going to do an over-sexual Patreon joke this time, but maybe maybe if we add another couple patrons in the next week, I'll come up with a hideous uh, money wallet tongue butthole thing for next time. I don't know. I don't know what the, the what the young people are into these days. I don't know if they're still into buttholes or if it's moved on to something else. Nah, I don't think they can be right now. No, nah, ass is done. Oh, so it's just all like you know, like 
self-love at this point, basically. Like, it's just all it's new just weird jerking masturbation it on FaceTime. Taking <laughs> techniques and stuff, yeah. Must be. Yeah. Must yeah. be just, just jacking it. Yeah, <laughs> if free porn sites are anything to uh, go by, it's basically whoever's in the house. Yep. You'll do. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, there's mom, a whole... Mom got stuck under the couch. <laughs> yeah. I'm there's sorry. a whole... What? It, it sucks. It's the worst. <laughs> Don't porn go to is free fucking porn terrible sites. right yeah, now. Yeah, don't get don't it's so bad. Just don't look at porn. It's bad. <laughs> it's, it's yes. For some really, reason, now's the now's the time to take the stance that porn is bad. Yeah, yeah. Just just immediately go to the search bar. Type nineties. That's all you got to do. <laughs> that got Chuck. That one got it. <laughs> Wait, nineties? Like I'm so confused. Like nineties. Just like, type nineties. Just type nineties. Because that you know what you know what nineties was. It was good looking people having sex. Yep. Oh, it wasn't like I thought we were still talking about weird shit. I thought you were like banging non-engineerians or something. Nineties. That's the thing. Nineties yeah. was like if no, there was weird 1990s. shit, yeah. it wasn't out there. Man, yeah. I like those G gills, <laughs> the great grandmothers. <laughs> yeah. Now they're all just like it's a shape of water porn parody, and it's like okay, let's move on. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I did have this. I, so whatever i know we just wrapped up and we've got this can lead into the bonus bullshit you'll oh, find a beautiful oh edit somewhere from our past thing that Good now luck, we're just Chuck. i'm just saying that we're going into this too i just have to point yep. out that like i was made aware of some dumb porn thing because somebody was like haha look at my like zoom background or whatever you know team's background and i was like I, what the fuck at is work that? was it the casting couch <laughs> Yes, as a matter of fact, it was, yeah. and I was like, "Yes," and well, yes, and so like he does this and like starts laughing maniacally, and I'm just like, "What?" And he's like, "You don't know what this is." He's like, "You know what this is?" I'm like, "No, I really. It looks like a fuck. Is this a porn thing? Because it's so fucking Spartan." I mean, like, and then he's like, "Yeah, it's. Uh, I can't remember the name." And I was like, "Is it called the casting couch?" I, he was like, "I fucking knew you knew it." I was like, "No, it's the fucking basest level like first draft thing I could think of, and that's what fucking porn is now." I was. Like, like I thought I had to explain what the concept of the casting couch was, and then like you know, this person was like, "I'm, I'm just getting into a diatribe of shitting on this person." But like, I love how we've all become the colonel. We're like, "It was better back before," <laughs> everything came in and ruined it. Well, I, I was just like, I, I was like, "It's the fucking like." You know, like as soon as they were just like thing a, par- a porn parody, but like fuck that, like you know, come up with the clever ass names. Like there's yeah. a billion different terms for sex shit, and you just take a <laughs> word and and substitute it. It's not that fucking hard to come up with like a, a funny porn title, you know. And like even like yeah, I told you, I knew you knew it was a fucking casting couch. I was like, no, that's a fucking old saying. Like you not who know who, who Harvey Weinstein is. I'm like, and he was like, no. I'm like. Fuck off. <laughs> like, fuck you. I don't know what planet you're from. Well, I could just see you slamming your laptop yeah. shut. I was like, like good day, good, sir. I said good day, sir. And you're like, when did this happen? I'm like, this fucking year. <laughs> I'm like, now. The motherfucker just went to jail. Where are you living? <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, I'm not talking about some ancient shit. I was like, this sentencing just happened like six months ago. <laughs> Wait, how does someone not know who Harvey Weinstein yeah. is? Like, like, I was like literally. What are the Biggest fucking you, studio people that's in like Hollywood. Chuck not yeah. knowing, hey, ya. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I was how? Like, like where like, have you yeah. been? Yeah. I was, he was like, trying to pay me in the corner. Like, what happened? Watching casting couch videos. I get that shit all porn. the time. And I'm like, you're like, you're a single guy. You know about porn. I'm like, no, I don't fucking know about porn. <laughs> like, what the fuck is there to know about porn? It's stupid. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. It's like, same reason I'd rather paint a picture than watch Bob Ross, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Mm hmm. 
The correct well, response yes. is... I, I should have. Yes, I, you're yeah. right. You're right. I, didn't, didn't th- I was so flabbergasted at the time, I couldn't even think of that. I was just like, how do you not fucking know who that is? Like, you know... I was like, I was like, I look. I know you're too young to like know who OJ Simpson is, but it's like you go and like you know, if it'd been 1995, and I go like, you know, it's like OJ, and you're like, who? You know, like I'm like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> like, like first okay. you should know him as an athlete, and B, then maybe as a murderer. Yeah, like, and then maybe you watch Made in America. Yeah, Come or on. the Naked Gun movies. I mean, like, I'm just saying, or like, as a or as a meme or something. Sure, I was. Well, I'm just. I'm not saying whether or not he did or did not know who OJ Simpson is. I'm, I was equating it to like. That would be like in 1995. Someone, like, you know, like OJ. They'd be like, "Who?" You know, I felt like that was in the fucking Kids of the Hall sketch. It's like the Beatles. I never <laughs> yeah. heard of them. You know, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the four of us get references from before our time. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody says, you know, makes a Lawrence Welk joke, like. Okay, yeah, we didn't watch the fucking Lawrence Welk show. Maybe you did. Um, but we know who Lawrence Welk is, at least. Yep. And mm-hmm. we know sort of generally the, the context for that. Mm-hmm. Um, are we special, unique snowflakes, or is this a... a- I, I think it's more age and the fact that we grew up with monoculture which doesn't exist anymore. And now culture is so fractured with everything that, you know, after I would say like 2000, maybe, maybe even earlier, once cable channels really cut loose in like the early nineties, that everything just went every direction. Whereas when we were younger, it was like, you know, you had CBS and you had NBC and you had ABC and you liked it. Whatever was on there was what you fucking knew. You know, and that's maybe that's part of it is like being with parents who are like, yeah, you know, that. <laughs> and whereas now it's like everything is so fractured that there's no one, no, can, no one can have a shared experience on anything anymore. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That makes because like shows aren't even on television right. anymore. <laughs> yeah, or like a show starts on Netflix and by ten o'clock on Friday, someone's like, yeah, full season. Guess what happens in the season finale? You know, whereas it was like. You know, it was a stretched out thing. And, you know, a lot of people talked about Game of Thrones being the last of the, the everybody watches this thing. You mean the and, water cooler experience? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and like sports is the only thing that's left that's a water cool experience anymore because it's like, you yeah. know, that's the only thing that can't be spoiled, so to speak. You know, you can't binge the the... 2019, you know, 2020 Jaguars NFL season. It's like, oh man, I don't gotta spoil see it for me. I gotta, I gotta see if Minshew pulls it out in game eight. You know, it's like, no, it doesn't matter. He does. He pulls his wiener out in game eight. Yeah, it was, he puts the jorts amazing. on, and yeah, it's wild. Yeah, but I, I like at least that's my theory. BJ is what like, does he, what does he we do know with this the tight stuff end? because it was just like this monoculture thing, and just like we know. 50s and 60s songs because in the 80s it was like boomers are like no I need my comfortable music and so they played that on all the fucking old stations and now it's like nobody gives a shit about the 50s and 60s like find me a a radio station that plays 50s music good luck but I could Uh, find you like six of them when I was 14 in Orlando you know there were like like every other station was like I'm the 50s you know and it was like all right, great enjoy it's like a bunch of Johnny Angels's. 
Yeah, um, because it used to be like the best hits of the 50s, 60s, and 70s coming up right now, you know, and now it, and then eventually it became like the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And then, you know, like in the 2000s, they were like, fuck, man, everything for the last fucking millennium, all right? We'll I believe play our, it. our quote unquote care. classic channel now says from the 70s, 80s, and more, yep. <laughs> I believe yeah. is what they say. It starts in the 70s and yeah. it's always yeah. weird southern butt rock. Yeah. Or like Pearl Jam being on the oldies station, and we're like, oh, no, yeah. God. I'm old. The, Fuck. The thing that broke my heart, the, the moment I was like, it's fucking all down from hill. I, 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 all downhill from here is like, I can pinpoint it to an exact moment. Um, there was a restaurant that I frequented a lot, a lot, and they would always have the oldies channel on, the oldies channel that's in this town. And I walked in there one day, and it was playing uh, Prince's Let's Go Crazy. And I just Aww. went, I went, Fuck. This is where it starts. This is the moment. This is where it starts. Right now. This is I this just happened. <laughs> like, like like And yep. your mind is like, that that song's thirty six years old. But then your heart is like, No, it's not. It yeah. is not that old. And I was I, I just yeah, and this was a long time ago. Like it was it was borderline being on the oldie station when it happened. I was just like, No. Like <laughs> 80s are not on oldies channel, no. <laughs> not hat no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but I've accepted my fate. Yeah. Sooner you do music, the better. 80s music to us right now is what 50s music was to us in the 80s. Yes. Oh my God, you're right. Or yeah, <laughs> if you made it back to the if future this the future year, now, he would yeah. go back to 1990. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. You got there before I could, but... If they made Back to the Future now, they need to go back to Neverland. Doesn't this make you feel old? We we what? are closer to 1990 now than he was to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I anyway. Okay, those are like I'm the king of that shit. I, by the way, we, so. we make fun of those, but like yes, those. but the internet was beautiful when those were like the worst thing we had to complain about. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was like I, fuck your stupid wholesome meme. <laughs> those are stupid, but I I like the context it puts things in. Like sure. I'm not going to retweet one uh, or mm-hmm. or post one myself for you guys to get annoyed at but i i it does put things in context for me yeah um back in the better days of twitter i would always put like remember kurt cobain he'd be 75 years old this year and then like it would always like people would be like half the people would be like man and then the other half would be like you stupid fuck he'd only be 50 (laughs) i'm like of course i know he'd only be 50 fuck you but those those were the days, man. Oh my god, yeah, literal literal people days. are the funniest shit in the world. Like people who have like literally no sense of humor and are just I do not understand pun or play on words. What yeah. is a homonym? <laughs> like yeah. yeah, and it's just like I, I love messing with them more than speaking of homonym. It's uh it's uh, uh bisexual awareness day. Oh hey yeah yeah. Maybe thank you pun. for hey. thank you for letting me know you uh, sexy sexy Hello, man bisexuals. who I would we are totally have you. sex with right now. And yes, we're Hello. cool with you yeah. because you are cool with literally everybody, which is awesome. Yeah. Hello, fellas and ladies. I remember for a hot minute, like people tried to get angry at bisexuals. They were like, "Fucking pick a side." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah." I'm who cares? like, "Yeah." What do you mean? Like you could walk into a bar and be like, "I'll fuck everything." <laughs> like that's great. <laughs> like that's the best. I don't know. I wish I had that. I'm just saying, like, you yeah. know, like the, the playing field, man. Maybe if, if these young kids who, like, are dating a lot less could t- turn to bisexuality, they could... Uh, yeah. you know. Oh, See, I'm sure plenty of them yeah. are. 
That's a, that would be the problem for me if I was by. I'd be like, I could go in a bar and everyone's everyone's game, and then walk out and be like, literally nobody wants me in this bar. Like mm-hmm. literally nobody in this bar. Yeah, man, there's just double interest. double the rejection. This sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so also bisexuals, we feel you. Yeah, because <laughs> it sucks doubly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I all guess right. we, we don't have this anything show up else. Fifteen right? minutes ago, <laughs> you ah. said you were putting all that shit in the beginning into the. Oh, episode. this episode is going to be a a deluxe nightmare. <laughs> okay, well, then you could cut this and find a place to edit the other uh, thing. It's in. all staying in. This is staying in. I was talking oh, about it staying in. It's staying in. He's just in. leaving it as Chuck is. doesn't edit anything. He's just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! It's twenty twenty. We don't edit shit. Nah. Okay. Nothing anyway. matters. Editing doesn't matter. Nothing nope. matters. Nope. So anyway, uh, check out our Patreon. <laughs> but that doesn't make yes. any sense to do that now. <laughs> no, like at we, some point, we, this we, this conversation has transitioned into the pre-show banter, or you're just going to put the pre-show banter at the beginning, and then we're like, all right, we got to actually do an episode now. Like, you're just going to leave all that. not going to edit anything. We this just... episode is airing as recorded, <laughs> no, start to finish. No, everything from the start goes on the Patreon, so they have nope. to pay a dollar to get nope. <laughs> bonus BS uh, podcast. Uh, Nope. Yes. That show is defunct. Oh. You're defunct. Yeah. I'm going to stop recording now. <laughs> okay. Someone just say goodbye. Goodbye. Yes, we, we, have goodbye to somebody we have to log out. We have to say goodbye to people. We have to actually end this. Otherwise, it goes in the public domain. Oh, geez. <laughs> what? I don't think that's how that works. I'm I'm Harbco. Yeah, I'm Slappy. What? <laughs> I'm confused. I'm Fleet J. And I'm fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, well, we need to leave. Somebody get it. out of here. Chef. That was it. Yes. Yeah, it was, yeah, I was going to say that's it. it. That's the end. Our dumb messing up our names. <laughs> you killed Chuck. Chuck's dead. Look at him. He has mm-hmm. fallen off his chair. He has suffocated <sighs> himself with laughter. Fine. We're leaving now. Goodbye. I said good day. We yield our time and fuck you. <laughs> Kill a bad guy, buys the beer.